0: You have to have a mix of fear and arrogance to do this. I have more to be afraid of than any of them do. They don't have a giant target on their back every day. I stand to lose everything all the time. I'm so scared, but without any doubts. I am going to beat all the girls that anyone mentions as opposition for me. I'm going to retire undefeated
1: what's shaking everybody and welcome to episode two of punch and pie this is a video podcast where we review classic wrestling and combat sports hosted by myself mr payton alongside Wego. yo 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 today we are going to be taking a look at uh, an mma fight after our first episode where we did royal rumble 2001 thank you everybody for the massive wave of support Uh, and positive feedback that we've gotten from episode one has been very motivating, and you guys have been awesome. So, uh, Wago, you are a uh, Pokemon fan, yes? Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me ask you a question. What is your favorite Pokemon from the original 151? Well, my favorite Pokemon of all time and 151 is Vaporeon. Vaporeon. Okay, let's say uh, Vaporeon was in a battle with Mew. How would you okay. expect that fight to go? Probably expect Mew to win, just because it's got Mount stronger. Now, what if you saw this fight, and Vaporeon absolutely beat the shit out of Mew?
0: Well, I'd, I'd be happy because Vaporeon's a badass, but I'd be surprised. I'd be dumbfounded. I'd be like, well, sweet. My weird Vaporeon, my weird fish fox won.
1: <laughs> well, guess whose favorite Pokemon is Mew. Is it Ronda Rousey? (laughs) It's Ronda Rousey. And that leads us to our fight that we are covering tonight. Uh, Ronda Rousey fighting Holly Holm, uh, UFC 193. Uh, This match was chosen as almost a no-brainer for us after the events of this past weekend's Royal Rumble 2018 event, where we saw Ronda Rousey make her debut in WWE. Uh, which we're going to talk a bit about that at the end of this episode, as far as where we might think that's going and how that's going to be. But um, we're going to take a look first back at her previous career in the MMA. Now, this episode, I'm going to require a lot more on your knowledge of this. You're far more educated in MMA. <laughs> well, thank you. So we're, we're, we're going to be doing a shorter episode. We're not going to be going through a whole event. We're just going to be doing the one fight and we're just going to uh, hop right into it. Uh, the event was UFC 193, took place on November 15th, 2015 at Etihad Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. This was a major event for them, at least as far as I can tell. Uh, over 56,000 in attendance, over 1.1 million buys. Uh, These are like WrestleMania numbers.
0: Uh, Yeah, like, for the UFC, they've only had a few people that can break that million. In fact, uh, what some people don't know, in combat sports for the longest time, no one had really broken a million dollars since Mike Tyson until Brock Lesnar came along. Not a million dollars, a million buys, sorry. Uh, And so Ronda Rousey being able to pull numbers in like this was amazing, and it's why they had her on a pedestal. Uh,
1: So this event, UFC 193, was originally supposed to be headlined by Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit for the UFC Welterweight Championship. Please correct me if I say these names wrong, because I'm sure I'm going to along the way.
0: No, perfectly right. And man, you know what? That fight ended up being one of the greatest fights of all time when we finally got it down the road. So the fans missed out on that, but they definitely got a moment tonight.
1: Luck is uh, in favor of Rousey and Holm as they got bumped up from UFC 195 to UFC 193. Anything else on this event? Uh, I looked at the card here. Nothing else here stuck out. I, I perused through it very quickly when I had the video. Um, the only fight I really caught much of is the other women's fight on this with... Um, j- j- oh, that name <laughs> that
0: name is very hard to pronounce and it took me a while. It's pronounced Joanna Yundzeychek. Joanna Yundzeychek. Zaychek.
1: Yundzeychek.
0: There you go. Okay. Uh, And this was during her uh, massive streak on top of uh, basically being undefeated and demolishing everyone that came in front of her. So, um, a lot of her fights were just technical masterpieces of her just overwhelming her opponents. Um, So, it wasn't an amazing fight, but it was just um, adding another piece to her legend.
1: Well, the fight we are talking about here is the main event. Uh, It is for the UFC Women's Bantamweight Championship. It is Holly Holm challenging against the current champion, Ronda Rousey, both of them going into this fight undefeated. Uh, Talk about the challenger for a little bit. Holly Holm has a training background in boxing and kickboxing, a very accomplished boxing career. 33 wins, 2 losses, 3 draws, winning. I had a hard time really tracking this because she had fights that had like 5 titles on the line at one point. Like it was so. Yeah, weird.
0: it's a, it's it's kind of the issue with boxing in general. They have so many weight classes and so many promotions that nobody knows who the world champions are. From what I saw, she had
1: over like a dozen titles. So she she did a lot. She moved to MMA in two thousand eleven, bouncing around from Bellator to Legacy Fighting Championship, and she finally made her way to the UFC in two thousand fourteen. Uh, and up to this fight, she had earned a record of nine wins zero losses in her professional mma career so going into this fight as the undefeated challenger our champion uh, rowdy ronda rousey uh, she began training in judo with her mother at 11 years old uh, and what do you know about her mother Wego? Her mother is
0: a very accomplished judo champion herself, and in fact, Ronda's mom used to wake Ronda with armbars in the morning to make her defend, and that's how Ronda got so good at armbars. Her mom was on top of her all the time. And something else interesting about Ronda Rousey is who else is in her corner. Uh, Some wrestling fans may uh, know of this name as Jean LaBelle. And um, you might have heard of the LaBelle lock that Daniel Bryan was using for a while um yes that yeah and that was she was um he was in ronda's corner too so a lot of uh, cool names
1: ronda rousey entered the 2004 olympic games in athens at 17 years old uh, unfortunately unsuccessful losing very early at the 2004 olympic games tried again at the 2008 games in beijing this time taking home the bronze medal
0: well it's still memorable i know people actually could give a shit about that but it's still a huge accomplishment
1: she retired from judo at age 21, deciding instead to take up MMA. Uh, fights in a few small promotions before eventually joining Strike Force. Oh, yeah. Um, what's Strike Force's relationship to UFC?
0: So, Strike Force was actually one of my favorite promotions. Um, it's actually one of the few promotions where I've brought memorabilia from it. I loved it. It was um, a really cool period where all other promotions had kind of shut down, and Strikeforce, came uh, who now uh, runs Bellator. Created Strike Force, which started out as a kickboxing promotion and eventually moved into MMA and eventually just became MMA. And um, eventually, Strike Force would be bought out by the UFC, transitioning Ronda Rousey um, as the champion into the UFC.
1: She won her women's bantamweight championship. Uh, in 2012, from Misha Tate. Uh, Misha Tate. In 2012, later that year, Dana White announced that Ronda Rousey was going to be the first woman signed to the UFC and would be promoted to the UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion. Uh, her popularity exploded. She did movies like The Expendables 3 and Furious 7. Uh, she was a coach on The Ultimate Fighter 18 against Misha Tate remember this name, this is going to come up a few more times, uh-huh. Uh huh. the highest paid fighter in all of UFC, of both the men and the women. Uh, she's about to attempt her seventh defense of the Bantamweight title and enters this fight
0: 12-0, the undefeated champion. And she came off an awesome knockout against uh, Beth Coera uh, the previous fight, where she uh, went into a lot of uh, animosity because of comments made about her father's suicide, so... Um, this fight coming up with Holly was quite a lot different from that.
1: If I remember correctly, her last three fights time total was something like forty-seven seconds.
0: That's correct. In fact, Jane LaBelle had this cool gimmick where he used to just uh, start a stopwatch when Rhonda would uh, fight, and then when she got back to the corner, he'd go, eh, "You beat your last time was whatever uh, she'd done this time."
1: <laughs> well, kind of dope, right? I wonder if he was running that stopwatch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, we cut to the arena here. Uh, We have some Celtic music playing for Holly Holm as she enters, and she's almost doing this, like, Irish step dance as she's getting amped up. Uh, Yeah, she does
0: that quite often. She loves dancing. Uh, She does it a lot, and she invites fans to come and dance with her at the uh,
1: pre-flight workouts. Okay. Uh, And I, I probably don't have to ask this, but I'm guessing she is of Irish heritage. I hear bad reputation by Joan Jett plays for Ronda Rousey to come out with a most serious look on her face.
0: Isn't that walk so badass when she's got that music in the background? Oh, yeah. People didn't like people didn't like her walk out in the UFC. They were like, "Why is that music playing?" And I'm like, "You don't get it. You got to see her walk out in the UFC to it. It's different."
1: It's very different from the demeanor we saw her coming out this past weekend where she was all smiley and shaking people's hands. I want to see this Ronda yeah, when you hear, I don't give a damn about my damn reputation, it, and she's walking like that, you really believe it. Well, that being said, I also notice Rhonda does a quick bow as she enters the cage. So while she does have that attitude, she still does have some respect for some of the old values of the sport, too. Yeah, it's
0: just business at the end of the day. You gotta do what you gotta
1: do. They show the tail of the tape very evenly matched between these two, uh, besides the fact that Holm is six years the elder. Ah, uh, they're basically the same thing. We have Bruce Buffer to do the introductions. Ah, uh, man, I know you're a huge fan of the energy that he has doing the introductions here is absolutely incredible, and you don't get to see it because they don't have him on camera too much. But he's actually like jumping up and down while he's doing the announcements.
0: In fact, there's a story um at UFC, I believe, two hundred for a bit, because he was announcing all the fights, super excited. He did like a full three sixty spin and like tore his legs. <laughs>
1: We get introduced to our referee for this fight, Herb Dean, who is extremely over with the crowd for some reason.
0: Everyone loves Herb Dean because he's one of the few referees that people go, Well, well when Herb Dean's ref in your fight, you're going, Thank God Herb Dean's ref in my fight and not Steve Mazzagotti. Is he just like reliable, like very good ref? Very good. And he's, he's had his flaws. Every ref does, especially mm-hmm. when you ref as much as them. For sure. But him, Big John McCarthy, Josh Rosenthal, and a
1: few others are really good. Okay, I, was, I was kind of curious. Of that It's not often you see a referee introduced or any of the other people besides the fighters and they get any kind of crowd reaction. So I was like, oh, that, that's interesting.
0: And when the action begins, our referee in charge of the octagon, Herb Dean. This bat is sponsored by... MMA's had a unique uh, scenario where a lot of our referees seem to actually have their own look so people know who they are. Like, Josh Rosenfloor was big and bald, but he had these sleeves of tattoos. Big John is, you know, Mm, big. mm -hmm.
1: And Herb Dean's just got those dreadlocks, man. People know him. While Herb Dean and the girls meet in the center as uh, Herb Dean runs down the rules for the fight, asks the girls to touch gloves, but Ronda refuses and just turns her back. Crowd gets superheated. Well, what's interesting about that is leading up to this
0: fight, uh, Rhonda and her really had no animosity because, I mean, Holly Holm is an absolute sweetheart. Everyone loves Holly Holm. She doesn't do anything wrong. She's mild-mannered. She just goes in there to perform and gets it done. Rhonda had made an attempt to make this personal to the point she's getting in Holly Holm's face at the weigh-in, saying, I don't believe this preacher's daughter bullshit and I'm going to kick your ass. Holly,
1: That was very intense. What, What exactly was all that about?
0: I don't know, I was just having a drink, you know. I just wanted to get her in her face and show her that I was there for a reason. She's the one that put the fist on my face. I didn't
1: touch her. She's the one that touched me. And I told her that fake that fake sweet act is, I see right through it. I really do. It was all fake. All until now. All that respect, all that everything, all you being sweet. I see right now that it's fake and you're going to get it on Sunday.
0: So people were kind of upset with Rhonda already.
1: She'd, uh, she'd made herself the heel. Uh, Well, the bell sounds, the fight begins. Uh, They start circling around, uh, trading a few quick blows. Rhonda already noticeably more reserved than she is in her fights, uh, according to the commentators. Uh, As we said before, her previous fights were very short. She goes in very aggressive. and this one, she's already seeming um, a little more disciplined. You see, that's uh, the analysis they give, and I
0: don't think it's entirely correct. I don't think it was entirely her being reserved. And just as much as Holly Holm was countering her energy if you look at the fight ronda was always pushing forwards holly was just moving in a circle or she was making sure to counter strike she never she never went into ronda's game you look at her fight with beth coera beth charged her you look at her fight with kat zingano kat really charged her and
1: got messed up so uh holly just fought her smarter in fact that's what a lot of the rest of my notes are here it's it's rousey uh pushing home back to the cage but Holm reverses and escapes. And it's at this point, which is very early in the match, you already see blood starting to trickle out of Rhonda's nose.
0: Which is not a normal thing you saw up until this point. She
1: sometimes eats some shots, but she was getting lit up real quick. Uh, Rhonda gets a takedown, but Holly escapes cleanly. Uh, Holm goes for a hard left, but Rhonda blocks it, grabs a hold of the arm, but again, Holm is able to slip away. Uh, As you said, just outmaneuvering her every time here. Yeah, and to chime in
0: on that first takedown, you watch Rhonda's demeanor after she, they both get up. She knows she's in there for a harder fight than she realized. Every girl, for the most part, she's dragged down, with exception to Misha Tate in the second fight, uh, they went down and Rhonda had her way. And I think that set the tone for the rest of the fight.
1: Uh, Holm lands three big shots, one of which she hits so intense that. Her own mouth card falls out of her mouth.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that, and they didn't even wash it off. Uh, Hats off to her. A lot of people are picky about that.
1: Holm takes Rhonda down, but quickly rethinks it, brings her back to her feet. Why do you think she did that?
0: Probably because she didn't want to get caught in an armbar. Rhonda's just a freaking spider monkey down there.
1: Uh, Rhonda starts throwing some really wild punches, not even coming close to connecting at this point. She's very visually frustrated by this point.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. She, uh... You can just see the game plan of Holly coming into play. You can see the frustration mounting on Rhonda's face. You can see tiredness setting in, too. Um, All the pieces are just coming together for Holly. Uh,
1: The horn sounds, and just as the horn sounds, maybe like a second afterwards, Rhonda gets another shot in. And round one is in the books.
0: Do you think this was on purpose, or? Um, it sometimes can just be. Sometimes the fighters don't hear the horn. It's very loud in there. Sometimes they don't hear the ref. It's. I don't think it was on purpose.
1: Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. I'm not. I don't want to accuse. I just. I just saw it, and I was like, huh. Now, if you're
0: interested in seeing Holly Holm get punched after the bell, Holly would have a fight later with D- D- uh, Jermaine Durand, and did get sucker punched.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, well, that's the end of the first round, and, um, well, already we're, we're making history here. This is only the second fighter uh, against Ronda Rousey to make it beyond the first round.
0: Yeah, Misha um, had one of the benefits of actually getting to study Ronda the first time and making a game plan, but so much it didn't work that out that well for her.
1: Holm uh, begins the round with a few more quick tags, nails a super kick.
0: I believe they call that a side switch kick, but <laughs> super kick works too.
1: Listen, I'm a wrestling fan call this year, so <laughs> um Rhonda goes for a really hard left swing, but Holm ducks and walks away like something out of an action movie. It was beautiful. <laughs>
0: oh, you want about where she went into the cage like a bull? Yeah. Yeah, that was sweet. Rhonda looked pissed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um they get in a small lockup. Rousey goes for A swing and misses, and this ends up being her fatal mistake. Holm follows up with a kick to the side of the neck, sending Rousey down. Uh, Holly Holm quickly mounts, drops a few blows, but the ref stops after two or three of them, and that's it. Match over, winner, and new UFC women's bantamweight champion, Holly Holm. And look at that finish. It's so
0: beautiful. And when they're combating and disengaging... Rhonda's turning, and her hands are down perfectly for that kick to land flush. And mm-hmm. she was out after the kick landed. The shots were just icing on the cake for a lot of frustration for Holly Holm, who must have been feeling so much pressure.
1: And also, I think she just also knew, like, <laughs> make sure they're down, you know? Don't take any chances.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame her for that, man. she uh, It was a big-time title fight, probably the biggest
1: fight she's ever going to have. Um, the emotion after this is just huge. She, she's crying. Her whole team is just ecstatic. The crowd is losing their minds. Uh, the announcers are going out of their minds as well. They keep saying that I noticed they kept using this terminology that home fought the perfect fight.
0: She really did, though, when you think about it. I mean, what's the perfect game plan for Ronda Rousey? She's going to engage you, so disengage her. Get her tired. She's going to throw wild strikes at you, so just keep moving away and look for your counters. If she tries to go for the clinch, pull away, disengage again. She really did just nail everything down about Ronda's game plan, and that's because of the camp she comes from.
1: Yeah, so anything else that you have to say about this fight before I start talking about... um? What happened for these girls after this? No,
0: then, man, I was in Hooters where, watching this live with um, Emily and Jana, and the freaking restaurant erupted when she got knocked out, man. It was wild.
1: Yeah, I don't think it can be overstated how huge this was for people to see this, uh, literally the first women's fighting icon that we've had in this sport, um, be toppled. For the first time. I mean, the, the only reference I remember people comparing this a lot to at the time was when Tyson got beaten by Buster Douglas. Yep, it exactly
0: felt like that. It was insane.
1: Uh, well, the question, I guess, is uh, will Holly Holm end up being another Buster Douglas? Fortunately for this night, Holly Holm won both Match of the Night and Performer of the Night, a $100,000 bonus for her. So that was a nice payday.
0: Yep, and then she got her championship contract, I'm sure, so she was earning a lot more money from there on afterwards, and well-deserved.
1: She also made history by being the first fighter to win championships in both boxing and MMA. Uh, I believe that's for both men or women. That's pretty dope.
0: I didn't realize that.
1: Unfortunately for her, though, she would go to lose the belt four months later in her very first defense against Guess Who.
0: Misha frickin'
1: Tate. (laughs) Misha Tate coming up again at UFC 196. And her record since this fight to this present day is uh, one win, four losses, with the most recent one being against Cyborg.
0: I can offer some defense in fairness to her record. She lost to Misha Tate, who arguably is one of the best other than Ronda at the time. Mm. Valentina uh, Shevchenko actually is just an amazing fighter that is fighting um a, a, that could probably be the 125 champion once the uh, belt cat's made well the belt is made now so she's going to once she gets fighting in that division she might end up being a champion there she's a very high level fighter as far as Randamine goes, she beat her the the judges just didn't take a point when they should have
1: um she seems to be a little bit under well i mean I, I maybe this is more common i don't know but she's been bouncing a lot between the Uh, Walter Waite and Featherweight divisions.
0: Yeah, if you can say they've got a Featherweight division, they've only got like two fighters in it.
1: Isn't that what Cyborg fights in?
0: Yeah, it's Cyborg, and they keep getting 135ers to go up. Oh, okay. (laughs) So yeah, she's just like, just chewing up their girls at the lower division and ruining that division.
1: (laughs) So that's what happened to the uh, new champion, the former champion, Ronda Rousey. Uh, would fall in some really hard times. She would go into a deep depression after this loss. Um, she eventually would make her return to MMA at UFC 207 in one more fight against the who was the champion at that time, Amanda Nunes.
0: Yep, you got it right. People say Amanda Nunes, but I believe it's Nunes. People uh, always get struggled with the Brazilian names. Well done. But this this was even uglier. First round loss via TKO. Yeah, this was pretty bad, and Ronda. Will... People question Rhonda's uh, mental stability going into this fight because she flat out refused to do any media. So the first time a fight has ever done that. Uh, so she went in doing no media, then just got flatlined and left. Uh, you got rem- I don't know if you saw the pictures of her hiding her face from the uh, media after she lost the first time against Holly, covering her face before she had uh, the plastic surgery. Uh, but, man, she, uh, <laughs> it was rough for her. And people have kind of questioned Rhonda's coaches.
1: She thinks she's a boxer, you know. He like put this thing in her head and make the girl believe in that. I don't know why he did that. She have a great judo, you know, and then she can like go far more far away in this in this um, in this division. But he put like some like crazy thing about his boxing, and then like her career started like going down. All's well that ends well, as in 2017, Ronda Rousey would marry her sweetheart and fellow UFC fighter. Um, you'd probably know his name. Travis Brown, heavyweight fighter that uh, went through some
0: domestic violence issues recently, but he seems to come out smelling like roses, so good for him. Not with her, right? No, not with her. It seems like he had just some crazy ex that was uh,
1: blaming him for some shit. No evidence, so he came out fine. Ah, oh, Lovely. Um, and, as we said at the beginning of the show, this weekend she made her debut with WWE at Royal Rumble 2018. Shortly thereafter, ESPN puts out the release that she has signed a full-time contract with the WWE. woohoo I've been waiting for this for a while. <laughs> this is very interesting. Not since, um, well, I guess you could say the return of Brock Lesnar, but not since, like, Ken Shamrock have we had uh, a fighter from... Uh, a different sport crossover with this much appeal coming into it
0: yeah and it's actually interesting because ronda's obviously still under contract with the ufc and WMGIME, so it's cool that they gave her their blessing because we've heard about them not doing the same for others well here's my
1: question is if she's if a fighter is deemed unfit to fight like that uh doesn't that make their contract null and void
0: No, so the way this works, if you're still under contract with the UFC and you decide that you're just not going to fight or retire, they can freeze your contract. So your contract is frozen until you decide that you're going to announce that you're coming back to wrestle. Uh, Sorry, come back to fight. As far as any activities outside of um, MMA, your contract it would have to be negotiated based on the terms of your contract.
1: Um, Do we know much about the relationship between her and the UFC at this point?
0: Well, Dana White and Ron So, Dana's only had a select few fighters that he loves and gives super special treatment to. Uh, the most notable one is Chuck Liddell. The second one is Ronda Rousey. Uh, in addition to that, the company that purchased the UFC also own Ronda Rousey's... Uh, are Ronda Rousey's agents. So, she has... Basically, she's set in that company. If she wants to come back, they'll help her out. If she wants to do things outside of it, they'll help her out, because she's literally owned by the people that own the UFC.
1: Very interesting. And <clears throat> maybe something we'll find out later on down the line. This is all still so new. Uh, as, as I said, this just happened this weekend with her coming in. Um, any other thoughts, though, about uh, about this fight and Ronda Rousey's time in UFC? People
0: are looking back at Ronda Rousey and treat her with some disdain because of the way she conducted herself and the way that she accepted her loss. I'm not telling people they have to like Ronda Rousey as a person, but you have to respect what she did in the UFC. She made women's combat sports, and for a lot, honestly, she made women in a pro wrestling stand out, too. She's done a lot for the combat sports world. She uh, made some awesome moments. She was Mike Tyson-esque for a while. No woman's ever really done that, and I don't think we're ever gonna see another Ronda Rousey. She was uh, special. She obviously didn't keep up with the game, and it caught up to her. But God damn it, along with Gina Carano, she and uh, she she's a pioneer. Well,
1: that'll be the final word on that. Uh, that's gonna be it for episode two of Punch and Pie. Like I said, this is a short one. Uh, we will be back in two weeks for episode three, which will be a nice long one again. We'll have all your favorite parts of the show back. If you don't know what we're doing yet, pay attention to all of our social media, which you can find on Facebook and Twitter at the Punch and Pie. Uh, if you wanna find episodes on these places, you can find it. YouTube, Twitch, Facebook iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We are all over the damn place. Just search for us. Uh, it's either Punch and Pie or The Punch and Pie, depending on which website it is. If you're looking at the video there, I'll have them listed. Uh, Wago, if people want to keep up with you, where can they find you?
0: Follow me at, on the Twitter at Stephen Wago. Stephen is spelled with a P H. Wago is W A G O. And as always, keep checking back there and I'll have pretty much any update on what I'm doing.
1: And for me, follow me at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payden. And that's going to wrap us up for episode two of Punch and Pie. See you.